0: What does that sound like? Well, that's your planet. Those are the sounds of Earth aboard NASA's Voyager 1. That's one of the two spacecraft that were sent into the far reaches of the cosmos in the late 70s to tour the solar system and collect data. And on board is a golden-plated album—that's right, a record album— with reminders of the people from where it came. If anybody ever finds Voyager out there in the cosmos, they're going to hear all of those greetings. That's how people on planet Earth say hello. It's all part of the time capsule of Sounds Aboard Voyager 1. Well, Voyager's back in the news after reports last week that the craft had left the solar system, and a new study said that Voyager 1 had bussed through the heliosphere into interstellar space. That means it left the solar system, essentially. Well, NASA was quick to shoot down that explanation, and as project scientist Ed Stone of NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab in Pasadena says, it is still well within the confines of the solar system.
1: Voyager 1 is about 18 billion kilometers, 11 billion miles from the sun, it's on the very edge of the bubble the Sun creates around itself called the heliosphere. Why
0: did this report, why did somebody say that Voyager had left the solar system, and why do you at NASA disagree?
1: Well, it turns out last uh, August 25th, uh, there was a major change in the environment that Voyager won. For seven years, we'd seen a very intense field of radiation which uh, essentially disappeared on August 25th, suggesting that we might actually be outside the bubble for the first time. But it turns out that the magnetic field, once we measured it, was exactly the same as it had been, that is, it's the magnetic field of the sun. So we knew we were still inside the bubble, but now connected to the outside for the first time.
0: So it, it, it occurs to me that maybe that heliosphere, that magnetic bubble that you're talking about, ebbs and flows like the tide, right, at some times it might contract further in i mean maybe it takes years to do it but if the heliosphere contracts voyager could find itself outside the solar system
1: yes it could actually it's not the solar system it's outside the bubble in interstellar space Uh, the solar system actually if you include the comets is much much larger than where we are today but it's outside all of the planets that's for sure already we're four times as far from the sun as neptune the outermost planet
0: What does it mean to be outside of the bubble if you're Voyager? Does the heliosphere block its signals back to Earth, or is it just sort of a nice achievement for humans?
1: It's just a nice achievement because it's really almost a perfect vacuum as far as the spacecraft is concerned. Inside the bubble, we are surrounded by the magnetic field and the material that has come from the atmosphere of the sun. Outside, we will be embedded in the magnetic field of the galaxy and in material that has come from the explosion of supernovae nearby 5, 10, and 15 million years ago.
0: Is Voyager 1 still sending back any useful information? Or is it just kind of a far-traveling time capsule curiosity
1: at this point? We listen to Voyager 1 about uh, 8 to 10 hours every day. It's sending back uh, data on what is the magnetic field, how many cosmic ray particles are out there. These are high energy, very high speed atoms which uh, were accelerated during these explosions uh, 5 to 10 million years ago. And how many of those are out there? So that's the kind of data that we're still returning essentially every day. People
0: these days, Ed Stone, are fascinated with uh, the robotic probes on Mars, and rightfully so, probes being sent elsewhere, blasting into comets and asteroids into the surface of Jupiter. What have we learned from Voyager? I mean, not to mix probe titles here, but Voyager was a pioneer in a lot of ways. How did it set the stage for everything else that's going on in, in solar system exploration right now? What do we know because of Voyager?
1: Well, what Voyager taught us as we flew by Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune, beginning back in 1979 through 1989, we really revealed how diverse the bodies were in the solar system. Before Voyager, the only known active volcanoes were right here on Earth. And then we found a moon of Jupiter, which has 10 times the volcanic activity of Earth. And it was just one discovery after the other that really greatly broadened our rather narrow, what I call the terracentric view of, uh, of the solar system.
0: And it really is a time capsule for us, isn't it? Tell me about the computer aboard Voyager. It's sending back data, but at what rate?
1: The data coming back now from 11 billion miles out with a 23-watt radio transmitter is 160 bits per second. Uh, very slow, but every one of those bits is helping us discover something we didn't know before.
0: 120 bits per second is like worse than a $4 calculator or a Commodore 64 game system from 1981.
1: That's correct, but uh, it's 11 billion miles away, so that's the difference. But that's why it's sort of a time
0: capsule, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's this old computer technology. We've, we've graduated to gigabytes and terabytes and still, you're dealing in bits. It's fascinating.
1: Yeah. Yes, the memory. Uh, we have three small computers flying the spacecraft autonomously. The memory in each computer is about 4,000 words. Uh, <laughs> so it's really. It, makes,
0: it <laughs> makes you laugh just to hear it. Yes, it does. So, talk about a time capsule. There's also an LP record, gold plated, aboard Voyager 1. What's what is an LP record
1: remind me, and why is it aboard Voyager? This is a grooved record. Uh, it's a 16 and two-thirds RPM, double-sided, and it has on it uh, greetings from Earth in many languages. Uh, it has sounds of Earth, both natural and human-made sounds. Uh, it has actually over 100 images of Earth trying to portray and capsulize the planet which sent this probe into deep space Because the two Voyagers will forever orbit the center of our galaxy with all the stars.
0: Wouldn't it have been easier just if you could have had one thing, Ed Stone, wouldn't it have been nice just to be able to put an iPod on that thing, an MP3, and just, you know, instead of a gold-plated record?
1: It sure would, because we would have been able to tell a lot more about uh, the Earth, which sent this, uh, this probe.
0: What have you imagined at night over the years about who finds that record?
1: Well, I think uh, actually it 's really more important that it 's a message to us here on Earth that we, for the first time, were able to send such a message to the galaxy that will leave the solar system forever, uh, and will it be in orbit around the center of our galaxy with all the stars essentially forever?
0: Well, the debate rages on about whether Voyager One has actually left the bubble, the heliosphere, actually left the solar system around us, but that doesn 't matter it 's eleven and a half billion miles away. Ed Stone is one of the people who sent it there. And for that, Ed, we thank you. Thank you. Ed Stone of NASA.
1: On Notes from America, we have
0: conversations with people across the country about how we can truly become the nation that we claim to be. Each week, we talk about race, our politics, education, relationships, usually all of them, because everything's connected. And you, our listeners, are at the center of those conversations. I'm Kai Wright. Join me on Notes from America, wherever you get your podcasts.